Yo, what's going on, everybody? It is 1 p.m. here in Crystal Lake, Illinois. That means it's time for another live stream. Today is Tuesday, February 7th, 2023. Hopefully, you guys are having a good day out there. Temperatures have warmed up. It's good for running, good for training. Uh, I want to say it's almost perfect running weather. It's a little bit windy here in Crystal Lake, but uh, I had a long run today. And um, I even intentionally picked a route that had hills in it. And uh, yeah, that's the first time I've done. Usually I intentionally pick routes that do not have hills or find a way to avoid the hills for any of like the any kinds of efforts. But I thought today I'm just going to run up the hill and I did it. And I didn't like it, <laughs> but it wasn't terrible. I might do it again. Uh, before we get any further, let's have everyone listening in on the live stream. Hope you guys are having a nice and balmy run out there today. And I hope that the wind is not in your face like it was for me out there today. I also picked the way so that way it would be uphill and a headwind the same direction. But I was like, if it's already uphill, it's going to be miserable. So might as well make it more miserable by picking the headwind. Because at least then when I'm on the downhill of the tailwind. So that's kind of how I worked it out, right? When it's already miserable, pile on more miserable. That was my theory. So if you got a workout today, if you're working hard on your run, listening to the podcast, hopefully you can pile on the terrible so that way you have extra, extra nice, not terrible things, <laughs> if that makes sense. All right, everyone watching this on YouTube later after the fact, but not live, welcome to you guys as well. Um, hopefully that, you know, for you guys, I'm guessing what we should do is think about it as like combine something annoying with something fun. So if you're doing something annoying, like cleaning up after dinner, getting ready for next day of work, you can listen to this on in the background. And it makes it time go by faster. So I could see, I guess there's kind of like, you know, you can go either way with that kind of thing. All right, let's see who we got in the chat here. Uh, we got Runner Will who's saying, hey, everyone, just dropping by to say hi. Will, I haven't seen you in a while, I feel like. And he says he's been busy with meetings and prepping his son for his Galapagos trip. That sounds amazing. Hope you all have an amazing day. That sounds really cool. Well, good luck with the Galapagos trip. Kit says, yo, what's going on, Cohen, everyone? Bishan Mom says, good afternoon, everyone. Hope your week is going well. Michelle DeMaio says, hi, Wonder Woman. And uh, Leona says, worked on the Kapuzi secret sauce today, in their quotes, uh, by focusing on really going easy on my easy run. Great video from Corey Runs. You know what's amazing about that? One, Leona, I'm glad that you're going easy on your easy days. But like, what's amazing about that um video from Corey runs that was a nice that was, he's he's been putting them together really well and he dug up a picture from the baltimore marathon that i didn't even i don't even have that photo i gotta look for that photo i have i I don't feel like i don't know where any of my footage from the baltimore marathon now i wasn't running with like a gopro then i don't even know if gopros existed in 2010 um but like uh yeah there's some video footage that my brother-in-law took because my sister and brother-in-law came and i think there's a handful of photos but i don't know where any of those are so like that was like one of the first photos that i've seen from that race in a in a long time so he's been doing some digging he's a journalist after all that makes sense and you know he's made like four or five videos now and the thing is we sat down for like 25 minutes he was super efficient amount of time and he got all those um, videos done. And then he's added some other like context and background to our conversation. And it's it's been a really impressive how what he's been able to do with what at the time felt like very little content. So pretty amazing. Uh, JC says, hey, everybody, another bad weather Tuesday for running cold rain, but at least no ice this week. Well, sorry to hear that. Um, Jody Beck says, good day, everyone. Look at that dog. That's a good looking dog, Jody. 
Uh, Terrence who says, yo, what's going on? Community. Good to see you. Um, Leona says, Mike, didn't you want to say hills are for recovery? Yes. And I did try to take it that way, um, on my workout for today. So I was like, all right, the first, so I had two laps. So I found this one loop in the neighborhood. Um, the roads are like very rural, rural roads There aren't even like lines painted on the road and, uh, not a lot of cars, but it's still very, very close to here. And there's a place like the next town over city hall is right there. And there's like a little parking lot. Cause it's like the city hall slash police department slash a park all, all in one. Uh, Cause it's a pretty small town the next day, next town over. And so I park in the, like that parking lot and then I can run this route where I ran today. It was a lot of my long runs. So it was 18 miles. And I think I saw maybe that many cars the entire time. So it was really nice. Uh, I saw them all like at the last, in, in the last mile during my cool down, but, um, but it was nice. And uh, so the way I had it set up, it's a four and a half mile loop. And like at mile, like three and a quarter or mile four, that's where all the, maybe it's like three and a quarter or three and a half. That's where like all the hills are in the loop. And then uh, the first time I did two laps, the first time I kind of like, I didn't charge up the hill, but I ran up it. And then it like was demoralizing and I felt terrible. So the second time I was like, all right, let's not do that again. Um, and just run, maintain effort, even if it really slows me down. But when I get to the top of the hill, it's time to, to like open up and let go. And it ended up being about the same amount of time each lap. So like my way is definitely better <laughs> of not charging up the hill. You know, I mean, I charged up the hill thinking it'd be like good strength exercise, but like, you know, I think the more prudent way to do that is to recover up the hills, you know, use it as a, a time to take a little bit of a breath eat a gel kind of thing. And then once you get to the top of the hill where everyone else is like dying and needs to recover, you're ready to take advantage of the downhill. So that's, that's how it's been going. So yeah. Uh, Mark Peterson says, yo, what's going on? Weather in the thirties. I might bust out the shorts. You know what? <laughs> for my long run today, I, I was thinking about it because like for us, I mean, Mark's in, in Minneapolis area and uh, I'm a couple hours south of that uh, on the Wisconsin, Illinois border. And for us, the air temp was in the 40s, or it could have been like towards the end of the run. But the wind chill, it was 16 mile per hour sustained wind. It was windy. It was a really nice tailwind, but the headwind was brutal. And so the feels like temp was going to be like mid 20. So I was like, eh, maybe not half tights weather. But I was like, eh, maybe I do half tights and long socks. But I don't know. It was getting, it was getting there. It was getting there. <laughs> I have started looking at the weather in Tokyo though. Cause we got Tokyo in like three and a half weeks, something crazy. And, um, that reminds me, I got two stories I gotta tell you. So I have, um, Tokyo coming up in like three and a half weeks or whatever it is. Maybe if it's even less than that, I'm leaving March 1st. And, um, I've been like, how, what is the temperature even like in Tokyo? I feel like it's pretty on the cool side for like marathons go as far as the world majors go, but I think it's still relatively chilly. But yesterday the high was in Tokyo was like 60. So I'm like, Oh, that's, that's warm. And then like the low was like 34. And then the next couple of days, the lows gets in like the twenties. So it's still, I mean, it's still going to be chilly when we go, I'm going to need a lot of warm layers at, afterwards. And I feel like at after the race, I just feel like my body is going to like, just like shrivel up and freeze. That's what I'm worried about. All right, I'm going to scroll down to the end of the chat. Um, 
Frank says, I haven't put on long bottoms for running for the last two years. Oh, you're that guy, Frank. <laughs> oh, nice. Nice. I wish I could do that, but I can't. Video Guy Man 7 says, Hey, Mike, have you ever ran the Gate River Run 15K? If not, would you ever consider it? Also, this is super late, but thanks for the great shakeout in Houston. Got sub four for our first marathon there. Oh, that's not the right button. This is the right button I wanted. Yeah, good job, Video Guy Man. Um, Congratulations, going sub four for your first marathon. Um, I've never done the Gate River Run 15K. I feel like the 15K is a distance that I would like. Shorter than a half marathon, longer than a 10K. I like. It. I've only run one 15K ever. That was a hot chocolate 15K, several several years ago. Maybe I don't know. Um, Adam says it's the first run in the Hyperion Max yesterday. 15 miles easy. It's like the Hyperion Tempo, one of his favorites, with more stack. Yeah, I mean it's. It's very, ba ba very like basic is not the right word, but it's like, oh yeah, just imagine a Hyperion tempo with a little bit more of that foam, and that's exactly what it feels like, and it's good. I'm I was a big fan of the Hyperion Max. I think it's the best shoe that I, I think it may be the best shoe that Brooks makes. Although I have I had you guys saw I unboxed the Catamount too. That that could be it. I don't know, but I I, I really I'm I'm a big fan of the Hyperion Max. Um, Leona had something. Oh, Leona says, speaking of Tokyo, you can't throw away clothes. So whatever you wear at the start in the corral stays with you for the entire marathon. I was just worried about that the other day. Um, I was thinking about that. Cause I was like, um, cause other ASICs races that I went to, I think for CIM, like I've run out of like cheap, like all of my like old clothes because I've gotten rid of them at all these races I've been running. And so like, I just took like my cheapest pair of like Asics, um, like sweatpants. I had gotten them for like 20 bucks a couple of years ago, I think. And so I was like, I guess it's the Asics pants are got to go. It's their turn. And I was like, maybe I should try and find some more Asics throwaway pants, but I don't know. It, I don't know what you're supposed to do. I got to, I got to talk to someone that's run. I'm going to see if the only person that I know that has run Tokyo is Charlie, the runner beans. She's the only one that I know. I met her in Oregon she came out on a shakeout run and then um, we talked for a little bit then, but I think she's the only person that I know of that's run Tokyo. Has anyone here run Tokyo? What do you do with your clothes? How do you stay warm? If it's going to be like 25 degrees, I'm going to want clothes. I just don't know what to do with it. Should I carry a pack and just like maybe get tearaway shorts and then stuff them in the back? Like, I don't know what to do. I, I mean, like I'm not so worried about the gel situation because I that's how I train. I run and I just put the, the garbage back in the pocket but like uh the throwaway clothes situation has me very concerned adventure run says you what's up everyone just hit my farthest run so far six miles stoked awesome long run pr great job nice nice make sure you're recovering well um Mark Chancoco says, the Gate River Run is fun, except for the green monster, the bridge at the end. Oh, boy. That sounds terrible. I'm going to say bridges at the end. Ugh, I don't know if I like that. Um, oh, Martha says, though, that about the Hyperion Max. She says, I found the Hyperion Max had more than just additional stack. The real geometry fits my foot and gate, so there's added propulsion as well. Oh, that's nice. Interesting. Some nuance. To that conversation. I like it. Matthew Cornier says, the pre-race trip to Goodwill is a must. Yeah, I know, but like, 
I don't like I don't you know every race you just throw away clothes you just throw them on the side I'm I think what Leon is saying is like you can't do that in Tokyo like I don't think they collect it and give it to Goodwill because it's like you can't there's also like I don't think you like just drink from the cup and throw it on the ground you know like they do here in the u.s i i gotta i, I gotta figure i was just thinking about it in the shower today i'm like i gotta start doing some youtube searching for tokyo marathon stuff and then i was like you know what i gotta get someone on the live stream that has run tokyo before that can like tell me about it that's what i was thinking about the runner beans Adam says get a thin long sleeve and tie it around your waist yeah i think i could do that but what is like well what, what does everyone else do you know what I saw like before the Chicago marathon? I think it was this year. Was it this year? Yeah, I think it was this year. So I get there really early and uh, my running buddy and yeah, my running buddy and I were there and it was chilly in the morning for Chicago marathon day. And we're sitting down and we're just killing time. Cause we got there early cause we drove and we parked in the underground garages right by the starting line. And, um, so we've got some time to kill and we're just trying not to burn energy and we're just trying to stay warm and we're looking across from us and maybe like, you know, like 10 or 15 feet over, there was a group of people that spent a good 15 minutes. They had brought several rolls of aluminum foil with them and they were wrapping all of their limbs in aluminum foil, like double, triple layers. So they had like created like calf sleeves and arm sleeves out of aluminum. And that's what they were doing to stay warm. And like they would like wrap each other. And so there was like three or, three or four people that had gone through like a couple rolls of aluminum foil. Now I'm guessing that doesn't work in Tokyo either if you're not allowed to have throwaway clothes. But like I was just, I mean, there's just some weird stuff that I've seen. Like people over, really overthinking it, you know? But yeah, I mean, I feel like for the amount of time, I mean, I guess like it's easy to pick up a roll of tinfoil, right? Easier and more convenient than a trip to Goodwill, but I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, Vittoria Vitali says, will it be cold in Tokyo? My hope is yes. I hope it's a little bit on the chilly side because it's going to be good for racing. It's just going to be so uncomfortable before and after. Like for me, like after a run, even in the summer, could be the middle of the summer, super hot and sweaty. If it's been a workout, like those first 15 minutes afterwards, I'll be chilly. So after New York Marathon this year, they had those big jackets that they give you. It's like fleece lined. It's fleece lined on one side and it's like water repellent on the other. And it's designed for like, you know, if it's like a 35 degree day in New York in November. In the summer, like, but it felt like summer weather for New York City Marathon this year. But I didn't wear it right away. But by the time we had like kind of left the finishing area and we're then walking from where it spits you out back to our hotel, which was like maybe six or seven blocks away. Like at that point, I had to put the jacket on because I was getting cold. I was shivering. I was soaked with sweat and water that I'd been pouring my on myself all, all race and also shivering cold at the same time. So that's just kind of what happens to me. So like it's just going to be one of those like one of those like I, I want to kind of punch someone. It's cold cold it's like annoying cold it's like a stub your foot cold that's what i'm ex expecting jody beck says i'm starting to regret delaying tokyo as i'll miss catching up with you and the believe in the run team especially missing out on thomas trying to speak japanese 
Yeah, he's trying very hard to learn Japanese. I, and I had envisioned that I would also try to learn at least some Japanese. Um, but it's getting very late and I haven't even started yet. But like Thomas's Japanese. I mean, I don't understand Japanese, but I feel like I'm not, I don't know that a Japanese speaker would understand Thomas's Japanese. <laughs> I hope that they do, but I'm like, I'm not sure. But I was just talking to my dad. My parents are here. That's why we didn't have a live stream yesterday. I was talking to my dad and we were talking about Tokyo and I was like, you know, I should, I should have tried to learn some Japanese before I go over there because I, I feel like, you know what? I feel like when I, if I go to Europe, I feel like I'd basically be not allowed to speak any of the native languages. Like that's what happened when I went to France with my wife. And this was back in like 2004. Like we would try to start speaking French and then the French people would just be like, yeah, that's cute. And they would talk to me in English and like perfect English, you know? And so I just felt, I just assumed that like everywhere in the world is like that. Not because like everyone should learn English because that's what I speak. But I just feel like it gets taught at such a young age. Like I know like in Korea, they start teaching it to you in preschool. Like they teach it to you with Korean you know, at the same time, but I also, but I've, with the interactions that I've had with like ASICs people, like ASICs employees from Japan, like, I don't think people are as fluent in just English as I would anticipate that was, I anticipated, you know? So I feel like, I think I might actually need to know some Japanese, just some basic stuff. Like which way to the subway, <laughs> you know, where is a bathroom? Where's the nearest toilet? That's what I need to know. That's, I mean, that's really much the only thing I need to know. <laughs> Matthew Montijo says, hello, fellow random runners. What's going on, Matthew? All right, let me tell you the two, two stories kind of thing um, that I was going to tell you about before I forget. Um, one is, uh, I, 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 here's what I can tell you. There's not going to be a live stream like February 20th, 20th through 24th because I'm going to be gone. I don't know how much I'm allowed to tell you about where I'm going, but I'm going to be gone because there's like embargoes involved and stuff. So I'm just not going to be here February 20th, 24th. I'll remind you guys, but I'm going to be gone for a couple of days, Monday through Thursday, I think. Um, and then the other story is uh, related to the video that I made um, buying shoes on Amazon. Um, and Adam made a comment and I was like, I'll tell you a, a, a mildly interesting or mildly boring story when we get to the live stream. And so here it is. So Adam, Adam was, made a question and he's like, you know, like you know, the, the video that I made was about um, buying shoes on Amazon. And Adam was like, well, what about like Zappos? Um, and someone else commented saying like, oh, Zappos is owned by Amazon. And I didn't know that. And I don't know if that's true or not. I actually didn't check. But like, I had no idea. But um, I don't know that I can make, I don't, I don't think I want to make a video about buying shoes on Zappos. I actually think it'd be buy, I'd rather buy shoes on Zappos than Amazon. But I did get approached by Zappos to do like a year long Instagram collab with them or basically be a paid influencer um, to post about like buying shoes on Zappos and stuff. And they didn't want me to be like, hey, I'm buying shoes on a, not to make like, I bought shoes on Zappos and it was great kind of thing. But just like, you know, like if I'm doing a workout and showing off a shoe and I got it at Zappos, let people know that I bought it at Zappos kind of thing. And I was like, I was interested in it. They wanted some exclusivity too. They were like, you cannot talk about these other competitor brands for a period of like a year plus three months after the termination of the contract period. And I was like, oh, okay. 
and they were like, what's that going to cost for us to get that? And so like, I thought about doing the Zappos deal because my wife does buy a lot of shoes on Zappos. I was like, we buy shoes from Zappos all the time. So that would work. But I was like, I don't ever buy running shoes on Zappos. And so I looked like, what running shoes can you even get on Zappos? And you can get a decent amount, but you don't get them for like any cheaper or anything like that. Like I thought, well, maybe they would have a good collection of maybe like last year's shoes that I could go and pick up new ones and talk to you guys about like, you know, I always say buy last year's shoes if you're looking for a deal and you can get them at Zappos. But I couldn't really find anything like that. So I was like, it's just another place to buy shoes. And I'm like already trying to do more work with like running warehouse and fleet feet. So I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. So I never ended up pitching them a number. But yeah, that's the other story about Zappos. But then I did see there's a couple of other like YouTubers and Instagram people that I think did make a deal with with Zappos on that. And so good for them. I'm sure it's fine. I, I, I would anticipate buying shoes on Zappos is absolutely fine. I would have no problems with that at all. But, you know, that's why that's why I didn't do the Zappos deal. But I probably also won't make a Zappos video too. I just don't think it's that interesting because there's nothing weird about it. It's just another online retailer, you know. Um, yeah. All right. You guys were talking about Tokyo while I was like rambling on about this not that interesting story about Zappos. Um Steven C. 1984 said, I love that Amazon video. A lot of people liked it. Some people were like, duh, I already knew this. And I'm like, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I know a lot of people knew this, but a lot of people didn't. Um, Luke Klein wants to know uh, who's paying to send you. Um, ASICs. ASICs is footing the bill. So it's an ASICs race. And so they're paying for travel, accommodations, and bib. So, But they're not paying me to go. Some someday I'll get paid to go to to race, but for the most part, when I go to a race, it's just they pay for the bib and the accommodations. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Um, Legs will move. Says, will you be making a second production run of the Fuzzy Drink Koozie? J.K. But I'm just saying it could be a thing. Here's the, here's the other thing. So I've been going back and forth on this and. I, I just don't know what to do about it because like before I didn't want to buy stuff because one, there was a risk that I would just be sitting on product. And that's what happened with the koozies. I ordered like a hundred of them and I sold like six. Um, and then we moved. And I think I just, I don't know where those other ones went. I have no idea where I, I think I pitched them at some point. I was just like, I don't want to sell these anymore. I don't have room for like the mailing apparatus you know, in my condo and I just don't want to deal with it. And now we have room for the apparatus, but I still don't want to deal with like mailing and packaging and stuff. So I've looked into like warehousing services and stuff like that. Um, but um, cause I was like, I, I would like to like be able to have some stuff that people can buy if they want, you know what I mean? I kind of want to push merch, but I'm like, it is fun to have this stuff. Like when Emily Heller makes a shirt, I like to have it. You know, when Sage makes a shirt, I want to have it. Um, or if there's like a mug, you know, I think those, those are, things are cool. And I don't like um, a lot of like the print on demand services. One, because I think that it just makes for a lot of cost and the print on demand slows things down. The drink koozie thing, I think maybe we'll do again once we get a little bit warmer. I don't know, maybe. Um, and then I was thinking, well, like, you know, like Believe in the Run has been doing a lot of stuff like 
with Tracksmith or with Asics in terms of putting logos on like actual running gear and stuff. And because like I've been thinking like, all right, well, then I got to find and source kind of like what Ben Parks does. I got to find and source a generic brand that I can put, you know, a logo or a funny saying or something like that on it. And then I got to buy a bunch of it, figure out the sizes. And then and every day I'm packaging stuff up and going to the post. You know, I'm like, do I want to do that? I'm not sure. So I don't know, but maybe we'll try it. I've also been thinking about like, well, maybe I have a friend that wants to do that. I don't know. Someone else that's already doing it maybe can just also do mine stuff too. And I could pay them. I don't know. So I've been thinking about like how to do stuff like that. Cause I don't know, but what it is, but all of a sudden I'm getting a lot of DMS about the Kapuzi, like the non-elite path project shirt, the short sleeve and the long sleeve. They're like, where is that? The link seems to be broken. Cause they've, I don't know if they, they get like shown the video on YouTube after watching for a while or what. And I'm like, I don't, we're not in any talks to do another run of those. I don't know. So I'm like, mm, we gotta do, there's gotta be a way to do this a little bit faster. But I, yeah, I don't know. But I think that the, just the solution for my concern about like having inventory that sits is just make it smaller runs, right? And when it sells out, it sells out. But there'll be another drop later, you know? I don't know. So I'm trying to figure all that stuff out. Um, Martha says, it's been a few years since I was in Japan, but even decades ago, most people in Tokyo speak English. It was a different story outside of the big cities. Okay, that's good to know. Jody says, the Japanese are so friendly and forgiving. Um, all you really need to know is... Mm, all you really need to know is then you? Oh, thank you. Okay. Uh, and you have to try KFC in Japan as it is next level. I did tell my dad, I was like, uh, you know, I probably will eat meat while I'm there just so that I can experience more stuff that's there. Um, Terry says... Tumuroko sata wa doku desu ka? Where's the cornfield? <laughs> that's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, I'm not sure if that's going to be that useful, but I just do, I do need to know like where the bathroom is. Um, CV76 tells me to try the vending machines. That's what my dad said too. He's like, you got to try the vending machines. I'm like, okay. I, I mean, I do want to try the vending machines. I'm, I'm not I'm not sure what I'll get from the vending machine though. I don't know. We'll see. Um Davin Patterson says about ASICs, they aren't giving you cash, but they're kind of paying you to go. Oh, I mean it's an expenses paid trip for sure. Um, so it's not like there's nothing, you know, but they're I'm not getting a check. Which and I feel like makes a little bit of a difference in my mind. Maybe that's an arbitrary difference, but it is. Um, Adam says, watch the movie Lost in Translation before going to Tokyo. Bill Murray and the very young Scarlett Johansson. That's a good movie. I watched it years ago. Yeah. Mm. Shannon says, Cole, you are on fire. You got to capitalize. Merch sales go far beyond the non-elite live stream. Yeah, I think so. I think it's it's... It's yeah, it's been something that I've been thinking about. So we'll have to do it. Hmm. We'll we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Um Gareth Evans says, Hey Mike, any tips on returning from illness during a training block? Three weeks from my half marathon and a terrible cold has struck. Well, I'll say, um, 
at this point, I mean, you're three weeks in, that means you've already done a good amount of work. And so I would say focus on getting better as quick as possible, right? So a lot of people kind of like try to keep doing workouts through it. I would say like until you're feeling good again, don't really worry about, you know, hard sessions and just do easy runs if you're going to run at all, you know, but focus on getting better first because it's very easy to make a small cold linger for weeks if you don't like pr properly recover from it and heal from it. So do that. So that way you can be in the best position to um, race well three weeks from now. And so that might change your taper a little bit. You know, so let's say you're sick now and it takes you like a week to get back and then you're two weeks in. I would say instead of doing a two-week taper, which I'm not really sure that people need to do a two-week taper for a half marathon anyway, but I might have one more like medium intensity session, you know, like two weeks out. Um, and then one like short, but sharp session, like the week of very, very short, but sharp, um, the week of, um, to, to really make sure your body remembers, you know, it's work time. Um, cause I feel like once you start tapering, if you taper too long, like a three week taper, my body would be like, it's vacation time. You know, and it's like, I'm not doing any hard work anymore. And it starts to, the inertia starts to build, you know? And so I would say, um, get better from your sickness first. And then kind of reevaluate and see where you're at. The workouts that I'm talking about, you know, like doing one like two weeks out or like the week of, you're not really doing that to like make yourself fitter for the half marathon. It's more just to get yourself physiologically and mentally prepared for the kind of hard work it's going to take to race that half marathon. Um, Ninja Crayon says, merch is fun, especially when you see someone in gear when they're out of context, like mountain running. That, that is fun. That's true. Uh, Mark Chanko goes at the ASICS guy at the race expo. Noticed my Kofuzi shirt immediately and tried to sell me the Nimbus 25. <laughs> Did you get a pair? <laughs> it, is a, it is a good shoe. Nimbus 25 is a good shoe. Um, yeah. Jody says, how long did it take you to get over the runner's knee? I'm currently suffering it. So like my runner's knee, I think was patellar tendonitis. Now, I think that sometimes when people say runner's knee, they could be talking about IT band syndrome or patellar tendonitis. I don't think that's correct, um, but sometimes it get kind of glommed together. I think if it's patellar tendonitis, for me, um, the one exercise, I would say if I was just one exercise that did the most benefit was one where I'm kind of trying to do like a, a pistol squat. Now, if you can do it kind of like assisted, like I have two counters in the kitchen that I can kind of like lower myself on. And if you do that, like that range of motion really like stimulates that area and makes... Um, things better very quickly um but like you know i developed a little bit of a flare-up of runner's knee after cim that three marathons in eight weeks thing kind of caught up to me finally um and i'd say there was a good like week and a half two weeks where like i kind of felt it but i kind of knew i recognized the feeling i knew how my body could get it fixed through some pt um and i think a week and a half was it I didn't have to really adjust too much of my running because it wasn't a big flare up and I caught it early and I started doing more stuff about it early. Um, but like the first time I got it when I was like, I don't even know what's going on with my knee, the whole diagnosis process, that took like a few weeks because I'd rested for a couple of days. Then I tried to run through it for a couple of days and then I was like, all right, I'm gonna have to actually do something about it. So that, so that's kind of what happened with that. So that took 
anywhere from a few, like one week to like three or four for me. All right, we got something from Russell Salbon says, got the vice the nitro velocity too recently. Is Puma Grip really easy to wear and tear? I didn't think so. I felt like it held up for a long time. Nice and grippy. I'd say I would put it in the same category caliber of like uh, the Continental rubber. There's doesn't take a lot. Of, they usually put a lot of it on the shoe, but I don't think it takes a lot of it for there to be good grip. Like I tested the Velocity Nitro too. I felt like there's not a lot of rubber on there. I do think it's still Puma grip and um, felt like the shoe was great. Velocity Nitro too. It's been a while since I ran in that shoe. But from what I remember, I felt like it held up really well, especially the stuff that's in the heel. I feel like it's a little bit extra dense, so it's going to last a little bit longer. Luke Klein says, PR in the Manhattan 10K this past weekend by three minutes. That's huge, Lou. Great job. Awesome work. Lou Boy says about the merch situation. I think branded merch with companies like Asics, Rabbit, and Tracksmith would be sick. I'll buy hats and hoodies all day. Yeah, I mean, well, I'm kind of like looking over at like how, how much Believe in the Run is selling out of the tracks of this stuff. And I'm like, this stuff does look great. And I think Thomas is the one designing it. So I'm like, wow, he's a designer. So like, of course it looks great. But I'm like, oh, I got to talk to some of these brands. I was like, I got to talk to Asics. Um, by the way, another announcement. I got an email from Asics. They want me to come out to DC again for Cherry Blossom. We do believe that Believe in the Run is going as well. But I think we're going to try to have like another event, another shakeout event. And since now we're planning a little bit further ahead of time, hopefully we'll have some nice giveaways and raffles and stuff. So maybe something that's a little bit more, I don't know, last time we kind of met in front of the World War II Veterans Memorial, maybe we need an easier place for us to kind of gather. So we'll, well, I'll, I'll talk to them. Well, I'll probably, well, I have plenty of time to chat in, in, in Japan, but um, we have to figure some of that stuff out too. Schumann fan says, "Hi Mike, did you sign up for the BAI 5K? I did not. I, uh, I I'm not gonna do that. I don't usually do the 5K at a race. I don't know. I don't think I've ever done a 5K at like a, a marathon weekend race. Thomas said he did it last year. He said it was very crowded. Um, he's talked about that a bunch of times." Uh, on like the podcasts and stuff. But um, yeah, I don't think I'm going to do that one. Um, I have a phone call later today about an event that we'll hopefully be able to do. Is the BA 5K? That's, um, we're, we're talking about the same thing, right? Hold on. We're talking about the same thing? Um, I think we are. So yeah, but I am talking I have a phone call today about it. Hopefully event that we'll be able to do that. I think it will be a lot of fun. And I think a lot of you guys will like, hopefully I'll be able to see you guys at that event. Hopefully we can ha make it happen. You know, we got to figure out those things, but yeah, but I'll be around. I'll be around the weekend. I have a feeling, well, I'm hoping Tokyo goes well. I'm trying to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to run hard at Tokyo. And then, um, 
That way I'll get geared up for Boston and do a lot more hilly runs, which now I found a nice hilly route to run. Um, and then, but like, I don't think it's going to be like a PR attempt because it's only like five weeks after Tokyo. So um, I will probably be around a little bit more than I might normally otherwise would be for a marathon weekend. Um, I run on beers here. What's going on, man? He says, what up, y'all? Happy Tuesday. Did you just have a long run PR on Strava? I thought I saw that you had a long run PR on Strava, but I was also like, wait a minute. How is that your longest run on Strava? Maybe you'll have longer runs that just weren't on Strava. I feel like you, I feel like you must have. AMS. I think that's how you say that. AM space MZ AMS. Shout out to Alex who ran his longest run, 10.5 miles. Another long run PR. Nice. I love it. Jen Blinder asks, if I love the traditional feel of the New Balance 880s but need more cushion for longer runs, would the Brooks Glycerin or Asics Nova Blast be good options? I would probably go with the New Balance 1080 then. Um, and if you have to pick along those two for some reason, the Glycerin or the Nova Blast, I'd probably go with the Nova Blast. But the Nova Blast feels very different than the 880. I'd say even the 880 version 12 feels very different than the 880 version 11 or 10. And those to me have very traditional feels like workhorse shoes, a lot of rubber on the outsole, and that's the primary sensation that I'm getting. But there is a good foam there too. The 880 version 12 or whatever, that's the recent, most recent one, right? That one still has a lot of rubber on the outsole, but they managed to make it so that you don't feel all that rubber on the outsole. So it's still like, it's an 880 and it feels like an 880, but it's much springier and airier. So if you like that 880, then the Nova Blast could be a good fit. But if you like the older 880s, the Glycerin actually might not be a bad idea. I just don't love the Glycerin. I, I've, been try, I've run in it like another three or four times since I made my video on it. And I just still, now it's giving me hot spots. I just don't, I can't, I'm trying. I've even been trying to run it with it just on the treadmill because my theory is every shoe is good on the treadmill. <laughs> I don't even love it on the treadmill. I know a lot of people really get along with it well. That's the baffling thing. I'm like, why can't I figure this shoe out? I just think that it's just not getting along with me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Gareth Evans says, all right, talking about his being sick. I've been focusing on lying down for the last few days rather than forced runs. Good. After being given the all clear of COVID just five days before the Berlin half, I wanted a straight go at this one. Yeah. I Yeah. I mean, make sure you're feeling up to it. You know what I mean? I've run like a little bit sick before when I did that 5k in September, I was, I was on Sudafed. I don't think I was on any Advil though. I think it was just Sudafed, which I'm, I think was still within a dose that's considered legal. Not that anyone was going to be blood testing at the Itasca, uh, run Toberfest 5k, but uh, yeah, I was on Sudafed, but it was not great. It's just not pleasant to run hard. Martha says, we got to get a, a cowbell for a mar March run. Mark Congratulations. You, gotta get, you guys got to tell me about what the what the run was. Mm. <laughs> like, we'll move on to know. What major shoe brand currently has the worst outsole rubber compound? Not necessarily their choices and how they use it, just the compound quality itself. That's an interesting question. Um, I don't 
I don't know. I feel like how you use it plays a big factor in it. Um, I do think that Brooks tends to put a lot of rubber on the outsole. I didn't mind it in Hyperion Max. I actually thought it worked really well, and it was surprisingly grippy. So then it's that I don't know if it's a different rubber compound that they're using or they're just using it better, so I don't mind. But like on the glycerin, I feel like if they shaved off like half of the rubber, you'd still have plenty of grip, plenty of durability, and you'd get the feel of that DNA Loft version 3 foam a lot better. So maybe, but that's not choice how they use it. The compound itself, I think, is fine. But I'm going to say Brooks. Maybe Hoka. Because everyone says that, like, that their Hoka shoes wear out too fast. But I think, again, that's how they use it. Maybe they have a softer rubber. I don't know. I'm trying to think. Is, you know, Ultra? I don't, I think a lot, it's hard for me to separate out, like, how they use it and the rubber itself. Like, like, kind of like square centimeter by square centimeter. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. Carrie, also agreeing with, me with the Hoka. Yeah, but I think part of that conception, don't you think, is the fact that like a lot of the shoes just don't have a lot of ru rubber on the outsole at all, like like the Mach 5. That, uh, I don't know what that username is. It's dead something. Yeah, I can't read that. I don't know. It's like dead MV left arrow unhappy face. I don't know. Um, Alexander Hermanson says looking for a larger runner looking for a longer threshold speed shoe. Does the super blast make more sense than the SC trainer? Uh, for me, I would say, I think it's going to come to, I will say it's going to come down to foot strike. Um, for me, I would prefer for longer threshold speed shoe for a bigger runner. I would probably prefer the Super Blast over the SC Trainer because the SC Trainer has a lot of stack height in the heel, but then it curls down really aggressively in the forefoot. And so, like, there are times when I feel like the SC Trainer could use a little bit more padding in the forefoot. And that's where I'm at primarily when I'm at longer threshold runs. So I would prefer the Super Blast over that one because the Super Blast has just like a nice big kind of like bulb of foam on the right underneath the pads of your foot, which is where I like to have it. As someone that's more of a midfoot, forefoot striker. So, yeah. Russell Subban says, thoughts on the Adidas Star line? What's the, which one's the Star line? Like, uh, is that that big one that they made? like the max cushion one that was like it was like all light strike or well, i don't know what it was that big one or is that a star something else i'm not sure yeah i, I didn't run in that bigger one dad or i'll say hoka and ultra have the worst rubber okay yeah i'm having a hard time figuring kind of like distilling that Maybe the Hoka rubber does wear down faster. But it's hard for me to say, like, worst, because, like, there's a nice benefit for having soft rubber. And, like, softer rubber will wear down faster than hard rubber. But just like with tires, you might pick your hard tires or soft tires depending on track conditions. You would pick a, want a soft rubber or a hard rubber because, like, soft rubber is more gentle underfoot and there's a different ride that you get, you know? So it's, I think it depends maybe worst on what criteria. 
you know, I don't, I don't care if it lasts forever, if it's uncomfortable, you know, but I think, I think in the colloquial sense of, you know, worst means worst. Maybe, maybe. Gareth Evans says, will you go near the new Atreyu daily trainer or have you too many others at the moment? It looks more casual wear than running and the tax and shipping to the UK rules it out entirely here. Yeah. I think for the UK, Atreyu is for, for international, I think Atreyu is hard to kind of like pick, but um, they sent me a pair. It looks pretty much exactly like the other pair that they sent me um, of the base model. Um, but I always felt like the base model just could use a little bit more underfoot. And this is a little bit more underfoot and it's the same shoe. So I'm like, Oh, okay. This could be it. So I'm looking forward to putting some miles in it. I normally love black shoes, but like the Tradio one, like the black and white is very stark. And I'm like, ah, maybe I need to put some black laces on that. Maybe I'll put some black speed laces on it. Just mix it up a little bit. Or maybe I just need to get the shoes dirty a little bit. But yeah, I will I will be trying it. Schumann fan says, 2019 Tunnel Marathon. I just rewatched your video. And guess what? I was so surprised to see myself in your background. Will you consider doing another tunnel? Maybe for a sub 250? That's an interesting idea. Um, you know what? coincidence another coincidence the buddy that i ran tunnel marathon with now we ran separate paces but like he lives in seattle we went to college together he lives in seattle i stayed at his house for the race weekend and he drove me to he drove us like to and from the race and he also suggested that i go on one of those uh boat planes to do a tour of um the sound is that what that area is called it's not a bay. It's not a harbor sound in Seattle. So um, so I got to ride on one of those propeller planes. That was pretty awesome. Smells like gas fumes the entire time. But that same friend just texted me like last week and he goes, hey, guess what? I just signed up for that tunnel marathon again. You want to do it? So I'm thinking about it, but I'm also, I haven't gotten a bib yet, but I, my running buddy actually just came to visit um came up to the house with his boys last weekend and we were talking about doing grandmas and they're two weeks apart so i think i could do both because if i run grandmas again i'll probably run it with him um and hopefully between tokyo and boston i'll have one good race for this summer but then i guess if i don't then i can load up for a nice downhill race do another tunnel maybe maybe the answer is maybe but like I just have so much travel this year. And like, yeah, my my wife is not annoyed about it yet, but I think I think we're we're getting there. So we'll have to see. I don't know. I, I don't know. Like we also have a lot of family travel this summer coming up. Um, and then I don't know, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to go to world championships this year. I'd love to be able to go, but I don't know. Um, but that's in like Hungary. So we'll see about that. Um, and then there's the secret travel that I told you that I'll be gone from the 20th to the 24th. But that, the, the thing with that travel, that's during the middle of the week. So that's going to be hard because then my wife has to take care of like work um, and the kids, which normally she just care, takes care of. Work. Well, and that's not fair. She does all of the childcare stuff basically like after dinner. I take care of the kids in the morning, get them to school, and then you know, I make breakfast, pack lunches, 
and then make dinner, make sure they get home from school, and then I usually let them sit on their iPads and relax after school, at least for a little bit. But then it's dinner time, and then after that, then it's kind of like my wife's turn to take over. So it's not like she does nothing during the week, but she'll have to do all that other stuff in addition to the other stuff that she normally also does. So there's just a lot of travel, but I would like to go again. I think I could really rock that course too. That would be fun. Oh, go running with Arvis. Did Kofi finish his Lauren Fleshman book? Yeah, I finished that super fast. That was a great, that was an easy read. Or easy. I mean, it, there were tough parts where I was hard, but it was very easy to be um, just devour that book. It was really good. I really liked it a lot. Um, thoroughly enjoyed it. And it makes me wish even more that like Wazel would just make like maybe like a men's t-shirt or something like that. Maybe like a Wazel bracelet that men can wear too. Cause I just love what that company's doing. And I just want to find other ways to support their mission, you know, especially like their initiatives or maybe, I don't know. Do they, I, I, I need to look at it. I've been lazy. I need to look into it further. Like, you know, their initiative with making sure that young girls can have sports bras so they can, that doesn't discourage them from leaving the sport, like not having one, those kinds of things. Um, I, I mean, there's probably a, a 501c3 that I can donate to, you know, so, yeah, I did finish the book. It was really good. Highly recommend. Really, really good. Uh, I don't run a beer. Says, what's your favorite go-to recovery strategy after a big race? After a big race, I don't have a recovery strategy. My strategy is find the beer tent and then see if anyone else is not using their beer tickets and stay at the stay at the beer tent um, and then find something to eat. You know. And then, you know, celebrate with friends. So like that's, so after a big race, I'm not good at recovering. My go, my strategy for recovering after a big run is to just drink a lot of water. All right. That's a reminder. I got to get going soon. Um, so this will be the last one. Drink, make sure I'm drinking just a lot of water throughout the day. Uh, and then try to, if I'm feeling it, you know, get the massage gun out that night. But sleep is the most important thing. And then also just be mindful of make sure I'm eating, topping up on, just food to make sure that my body has like, you know, the raw materials it needs to fix whatever I broke, you know, or to fix whatever I broke down is a better way to put it. So that's kind of the go-to strategy after a big run, like a big workout, hydrate a lot, make sure I'm eating frequently throughout the day, get a good night's sleep, both the night before and the night after, you know, or the night of kind of thing. All right. Uh, that's going to be, have to be where I leave it for today, guys. Cause I'm remembering that I have a call. I've been scheduling a lot of calls for after live stream. And then I get so excited from the live stream and I get distracted that I forget that I have the call afterwards and I've been like just missing meetings. So like I'm really trying to remember that I have a meeting after this. I'm going to do that. But for, for what I do, I got to probably say goodbye to you guys. Um, tomorrow... We'll have another live stream, same time as today. And then the video for tomorrow, I think is going to be talking about the Endorphin Pro 3 after 100 miles. So that video will be out tomorrow morning, hopefully, if all goes well. All right, till the next time I see you guys, be safe out there, everybody. Thanks.